welcome to The Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas, and at least one good story. Just before I started recording, Carol told me the backstory of his trip to Hawaii two and a half decades ago. His children had gotten together the money to send him and his wife there for their 35th anniversary, and he didn't want to go. I watched his face wrinkle, his eyes wet easily, like mine. He said he didn't feel worthy. This is episode 38, Thus You Shall Bless, Hawaii, where Carol wanted to see the stars. So, okay. <laughs> Can you describe what you look like? What I look like? Mm-hmm. Well, um, everybody says I look like a uh, a thirty-five-year-old, and I'm <laughs> I am really eighty-five. <laughs> And I have an oval face, and uh, I uh, have never really been a big uh, fan of uh, facial hair. Yeah. And um, I, I have some gray hair, but not I'm not totally gray. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess it's uh, more brown, brownish, but it, it was darker when I was older. When did you find your first white hair or gray hair? Oh, my. Um, I don't know, I guess I was uh, in my 50s or 60s, I, I was aware. Yeah. And then I started uh, working out and riding a bicycle, and I was, <laughs> yeah. I had a, mid, a midlife crisis, and I was, uh, I was trying to work through it. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when, yeah. when you noticed that? Well, or, yeah. And other things, yeah, probably. Well, plus, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was... Uh, I was was having a lower back pain, and I, and I struggled through that. I never did do anything about it. I just toughed it out, and I would walk, walk, walk. Yeah. And uh, I was working for Montgomery Wards, and I walked uh, from the train station in Chicago to Wards, which was probably a mile and a half or, or close to two. Anyway, I, uh, I toughed it out. So, anything else you want to add about your look? My look. I interrupted you. Uh, no, I. <laughs> I uh, I look in the mirror and I see my dad. Yeah. So, um, and uh, so I. And my dad passed away at seventy-two, and so when when I became seventy-two, I would look in the mirror and say. Uh, Okay, are you, you're still okay? Like, yeah, okay. And um, yeah, I don't know so, what else to say. Well, uh, so my next question is, can you describe where we are right now for the listeners? Help them where we are. picture where we are. Okay, uh, this is a, a one-bedroom apartment. It's called Independent Living mm-hmm. in Granbury, Texas. And uh, we are here because... Um, our children uh, 
told us when we were living in Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, that we had to get closer to one of them because Grandma had uh, Alzheimer's mm -hmm. disease. Mm -hmm. And uh, reluctantly, we left Hot Springs Village and came here. And as this has been a blessing. We've been here five and a half years, over five and a half years. And uh, it's wonderful. And uh, as far as I know, uh, now that she's not living, I don't, I don't see myself uh, moving from here unless it's uh, God willing to move me somewhere else or direct me. Yeah. Because I, I look back in my life and he has just been um, with us the whole time. Uh, from finding her as my uh, helpmeet mm -hmm. and coming forward, uh, he was he he was always with us and blessing us wherever he wanted us to be. We were mm -hmm. <clears throat> so. And how would you describe the community? Here or the oh the well, this conditions. is a community of uh, well, they call it an independent living, mm -hmm. and uh, the, across the driveway is uh, the they call it the cove, and that's uh, assisted living, and then part of that is a memory care mm -hmm. uh, section, and uh, we have a lot of seniors here in this. Uh, complex and uh, some of the people are upset because there's people on walkers and they also have these little automatic uh, carts and things and uh, some of the people complain saying well this is independent living and uh, somebody brought it up we have a uh, resident meeting once a month and uh, <clears throat> the management said well um, we are, are governed, governed by uh, law here, and we cannot refuse to let anybody live here um, because uh, places like this have been sued for over $100,000 because they wouldn't let some person come in and rent an apartment. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but uh, at some point, the family... Uh, has to make the decision or that person has to make the decision that they can't live here anymore. They've got to move over to assisted living or go somewhere else and find a, a nursing home or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's the way they, they have to operate. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we just have to be gracious uh, with whoever is here. Yeah. And... Uh, and of course, um, you know, I said before, we judge others by our ourselves, so <laughs> you can't always judge <clears throat> and uh, be uh, be gracious on yourself, but don't, don't, you can't, you have to be gracious to everyone. Yeah. Uh, so. What was it like uh, adjusting to <clears throat> moving here? It was very hard. Um, I, when we first looked at it, it we had we came here several times, and uh, I didn't think that I could get used to this lifestyle, really, because yeah. they're they're waiting on us. They clean our apartment. They uh, 
they provide us with uh, TV, uh, Wi-Fi, and uh, all the, uh, the uh, utilities are included. The meals are included, um, and they come in once a week and clean the apartment. Uh, the only thing we have to do is laundry, uh, and they have two laundries here in the building that we can use for free. There's no coins you have to put in or anything. Yeah, and uh, they have uh, they have so much recreation here that we can do. We enter into. They have a pool. We were into water aerobics. They have a a game room. You could play games. Uh, they have a card room where you can play cards and. Uh, complimentary breakfast every morning. Um, it's just uh, ongoing, and it's just a real blessing to us. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I'm practicing right now to, to be an ambassador, to greet new people <laughs> coming in. So uh, this is a good uh, exercise here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can advertise for the place. You're a here, whiz, here, Joe. Yeah. You know that? <laughs> I'm curious whether you feel like moving here changed you in any ways. Um, uh, yes, it did. Uh, the The older I'm getting, well, I don't know if it it, it was moving here and. Um, and uh, just changing our lifestyle that made me even that more thankful to God and more trusting mm -hmm. because we were very apprehensive about moving here. And, uh, and we, were, we were leaving a really um, ideal, uh, well, not a paradise, but it was, it was ideal for us and we loved the village. Mm. And I know our family did too. Every uh, and you kids like to come there, and uh, but we we did it. We were able to downsize, and uh, and I I was lifted of all the responsibility of having a property that I had to keep working at. I didn't have to blow the leaves every fall. I didn't have any grass, so I didn't have to mow grass like I did in Naperville, but <clears throat> there's no more uh, uh, upkeep and maintenance and all this stuff that I have to do. All I have to do is uh, take care of our laundry and um, shower, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not doing that for us, but uh, that's okay. And uh, it's it's a, uh, a community where you do get uh, even more uh, acquainted with people. Yeah. So uh, it, it gets us out and about, too. <clears throat> and they have all kinds of tours if you want to take them, and, uh, and different, different uh, areas. Uh, and... We were never uh, a groupie, uh, so to speak, to get into uh, you know a group and 
like a click or anything. Mm-hmm. Are there clicks here? Uh, a few. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sure everywhere. <laughs> I, I keep saying it's like high school and uh, and grammar school because uh, and uh, we have all kinds of romances going on. <laughs> so uh, it's it's uh, you know. I guess we get childish in our old age, yeah. and uh, so it's it's carrying through. Can, but can I can I ask you this, Grandpa? Yeah. Maybe this is a hard question, but what are your thoughts? Are you gonna dive into the the dating scene? <laughs> Not no way, no way, no way. That's that's what I figured. You know, um, that's very interesting because <clears throat> when my father died, I was so af- afraid that my mother. Uh, they lived in uh, Cherokee Village, which was a, a sister outfit from the village. Yeah. <clears throat> the same builder. And anyway, there was a guy right next door, and he was uh, a widower, and he was a salesperson, and he talked all the time. He was always talking and coming over and talking to my mother and dad. And I thought, oh, man, I hope she doesn't get hooked up with him. And uh, later in, uh, I don't know how long it was from the time that my dad passed away. But anyway, I I talked to my mother and I said, you know, I was really afraid that you were going to start dating somebody else, and especially the guy next door. And she just laughed and she said, don't you don't have to worry about me. And she said, I am, I am fancy free and I'm not worried. And she said, don't you worry. And she went to Germany. She went to South Korea. She, your mom went to South Korea. Are you serious? No, I'm, uh, I'm serious. And she, she was very active in the Lutheran Women's uh, Association, and she was going all over the country to their annual uh, seminars or whatever. So Wait, she, what? Why did she go to South Korea? Just they they had a um, they had the Lutherans had some kind of a an orphans home or something there, and she wanted to see it. Wow! And of course, Germany was her uh, homeland, so to speak. She wasn't. Yeah. Uh, born there but anyway she so anyway she yeah she did some traveling in her day so but so so you feel uh uh you don't want to do that after um i i have a a a back problem Mm -hmm. and i i can walk but i can't stroll and if i can't go to a a mall and just mosey around and uh, look in the windows and all that it I just can't handle it yeah. so I'm uh, I'm perfectly happy now uh, I, st- I still drive and I'm gonna keep yeah. driving yeah if my, if my kids will let me <laughs> <laughs> I support you <laughs> and I did total one car here but uh, I'm I'm very careful now and I've slowed down I'm not I used to have a heavy foot and always driving fast and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really uh, working on that. Yeah. And I'm watching my mirrors and not turning into somebody else's lane or whatever. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, so, um, 
just to circle back so you're not going to date. That's <laughs> what you're saying. No. no, I don't. Uh, I, <laughs> I still have one, and that, and she's the one. Yeah. So that's all I know, and yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm not interested, really. Yeah. Yeah. I still. I still have good memories of her, and I. I don't want to. I, I can't uh, mess them up right now. Yep. So and I'm not. Uh, I I just uh, don't care. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I guess I still look at beautiful women, but <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm. So is this recorded now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Send it to all my children. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Everybody listening. <laughs> so I'm curious, moving from Chicago to Arkansas to Texas through your life, did any of those moves change you, do you think? Like, do you feel like, for example, uh, in Texas, does the culture impact you? Or when you went to Arkansas, do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, when I, when we moved to Arkansas, I... Well, um, when I graduated from Harding, I said I'm never going back to Arkansas because <laughs> we were poor. Yeah. And we lived from checkbook to, I mean, check, uh, paycheck to paycheck. And, um, and we had to leave to every summer to get more money so we could go back and finish. And... Uh, then when my uh, and my in the late seven, I graduated in '58 from Harding, and I said, "Okay, that's it. We're never going back to Arkansas." And in the early '70s, my mother and dad moved to Arkansas, and they built a house down there. And every summer we went there to visit them. And the more I was there with them and saw how they were living. It was very appealing yeah. to me. Yeah. It was beautiful, and uh, they had a nice uh, place, and uh, we the kids loved to go there. And uh, so, I kept telling um, Grandma, "When when I retire, we're going to cash in, and we're going to go to Arkansas and buy a chicken coop." And remodel it, and uh, pick up sticks in the morning, and play in the afternoon. And she said, "Well, I'll see you there on weekends." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. And then when I did retire in '95, um, it took us. Well, before that, it took uh, five trips to Hot Springs Village, and we had gone to. Uh, uh, Buena Vista, that's another one of Cooper's developments in the northern part of, northwest part of Arkansas. And, uh, oh, she, when we would leave the, the village uh, after a, just a sightseeing, she would be crying and she said, I don't want to live here. And it, it took five trips down there Anyhow, we it uh, it really I it really changed me to move to Arkansas, and it was it was really hard to uh, 
when somebody asks, where are you from? I, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't, I, I had a hard time saying Arkansas. Yeah. And I would say uh, Illinois, Chicago. Yeah. And uh, then I would explain, well, well, we're now living in Arkansas. But finally, after three years, it, uh, I was okay with it. And, and we, the more we traveled around and saw the state, it was really a beautiful state, and we had a, a, a better opinion of it. Yeah, So the natural state. Yeah, the natural, right. And uh, uh, Scenic 7, we were right on Highway 7, and you could take it up to uh, Missouri mm-hmm. and uh, Branson. And uh, so it was, it was really a nice place. And um, we'd love to go to Little Rock for shopping. And uh, Yeah, do you have a favorite spot in Arkansas? <clears throat> um, we liked Pettigene Mountain. Mm-hmm. And I think we took you kids there. Yep. Um, that was a nice spot. And believe it or not, that's where um, Grandma went when she was in college at Harding. They, they had an outing. Her her uh, club had an outing to uh, Pettigene. Wow! So, <clears throat> so it was it was dear to her heart too, and they had a, a waterfall, and you could go underneath and walk. Yeah. Uh, behind yeah. the water, and uh, that was neat. Yeah. And they had a real nice uh, trails that were very uh, interesting. Yeah. So, and everybody that we took there liked it. Yeah. So that was, I think that was our, one of our favorites in Arkansas. Do you miss Chicago very much? Do you, have you thought about it much um, since leaving? No. I would see uh, on TV, I would see uh, like in March. <laughs> yeah. A, a cold corner with either <laughs> snow or rain. And I would say, oh, okay. Uh, I don't have that anymore. <laughs> And, uh, well, I, I did miss Chicago for a while, and, mm-hmm. and I did miss my work, too, because I, I would wake up in the morning, now, who do I have to call, or who do I have to see? And, uh, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not there anymore. So, but it, it was a little hard to get used to. What was it like working in downtown Chicago? I've always wanted to ask you more about that. I liked it. Yeah. And Grandma used to love to come down. She, if we didn't have anything to do, she'd say, let's go down to Chicago. And we'd just drive around on Michigan Avenue or wherever. And she just loved to be down there. And even if we didn't go anywhere. And and we saw a a woman uh, living right on the corner with a, uh, a plastic thing around her uh, by a fire plug. And uh, uh, it, was, it was really a sight to see. Yeah. And she, she was going to sleep there, I guess. Wow. And uh, we, I had to turn around. We went back again <laughs> to, to, to view it. My mother, you know, we were just uh, all eyes. And yeah. uh, so you never know what you're going to see there. Yeah. So, 
just a couple more questions. Okay. Um, you've traveled so much in your life. Have you ever sat back and thought about travel more generally? What, what did, do you like to travel? Uh, yes, I, I really loved it. And yeah. some people were, were, they would look at me like I was strange, but I loved to go and I would fly. But I, I learned something. Uh, when I was with CorpTax, they had an office in uh, New York and I was the office manager in Chicago area in the Midwest. And um, I, I, um, I always had a bad feeling about going to New York hmm. because on the plane, it already started in, in O'Hare or in the, in the air, the pushiness of New York people. <laughs> but, um, you know, I learned to love to go to New York. And and I love New York, so I I got away from my uh, thinking about okay I don't want to go to New York. How did that happen? What changed? Um, just uh, hanging out and and being a part of it. Did you it, become pushy? No, okay. no. Well, I don't think so. No, <laughs> no. I didn't join, but I. I appreciate it. I just appreciated the whole place. It was wonderful. Yeah. I would stay in Marriott, uh, one of the you know the tall uh, buildings there, and it was right close to um, where our uh, or office was. Mm -hmm. So, and then I uh, I loved to walk around in New York and just you know see the sights and and go around and. Uh, so uh, yeah, I learned. Uh, I learned just to love New York, and it was uh, well to see the the towers uh, and everything was just uh, good. Yeah. So. So, what was your best travel story? <laughs> <laughs> Not well, necessarily work travel, but no. any. Well, though, any well, country. Hawaii was one of the best, really. Mm. Well, other than New England. Mm. Uh, New England, we really loved. Mm. Tell me about Hawaii. What, Hawaii. what made it the best? Well, we, uh, we, had, we, we had three... Uh, we did th two other island hops. We went to uh, uh, Oahu first, to Waikiki, and stayed there one night or two, no, three nights, three nights there, three nights in uh, <clears throat> the big island of Hawaii, and then three nights in uh, Maui. So <clears throat> we just went from one to the other. <clears throat> so then uh, we, uh, well, we did a lot of sightseeing and uh, I had this little Walkman with a, a a tape in it, and it was Hawaiian music, and uh, <laughs> uh, Tiny Bubbles, uh, and I loved that song. And I was playing that in the car all the time. Uh, Tiny Bubbles, da, da, da. and then uh, one uh, one paddle, two paddle, three paddle, paddle four. We were uh, 
paddling down uh, in a canoe, and uh, oh man, we had the best time. <clears throat> and then we went to uh, the Big Island, and uh, they had some kind of a, Marilyn and George had some kind of a deal um, with a uh, resort, and so we got a, a discount there. And of, of course, we shared the, the rental car so that was a good deal. Yeah. And um, then we uh, we loved that place, and we we were all over the. And um, they have a road to Henna, which is supposed to be uh, uh, a very hard trip. Well, uh, Grandma and I didn't go. Marilyn and George went, so we just stayed on the beach. <clears throat> And uh, well, when we were at this at the beach, um, I'm not sure if it was there or uh, Maui, but anyway, we did some snorkeling, and uh, they wanted I forget how much to uh, rent the, the snorkeling stuff, and uh, so uh, I told uh, George, I said, "Hey, I think we can go buy one for." a lot less, less than what we would have to pay to rent them. <laughs> and I said, we could just share one. And uh, so we did. We, I don't know, five bucks, we got the gear that we needed. Yeah. So um, that was our big joke, you know. <laughs> uh, whose turn is it with the snorkel? Uh, so, uh, oh, man, I, I I'd never done that in my life. And the, the fish were just beautiful. I mean, all kinds of different fish and just floating along and uh, looking at them and uh, it was it was wonderful beautiful and uh, then we uh, we made a deal that uh, they, they got the snorkel stuff for one year and then we would get it and so we passed that back and forth but nobody ever went snorkeling anyway that was a, a joke anyway um, that was one thing we liked, and uh, one night I was driving the rental car, and we were way out, and it was dark, and uh, and I looked up in the in the heavens, and it was just beautiful. We were out in nowhere; it was dark, real dark, and uh, I pulled over and I said, "Come on, let's get out and just look at the heavens." and Marilyn and George were very afraid to park out there. And I said, come on, we're, we won't stay long. And uh, she always mentioned that afterwards. She said, I can't believe you just stopped on that road and uh, we had to get out. And I said, I want to see the stars. And they were just beautiful, beautiful. Of course, you were away from all the lights, so nothing was in the way. And uh, we, I just soaked it in. It was, it was really something. But uh, it was, it was, uh, and that was paradise. Really, it was wonderful. And I'm so glad that our children helped us go on that trip for our 35th anniversary. <clears throat> Thank you so much. You're welcome. For telling that beautiful story. You're welcome. Okay, this is it. That's it.
Okay, bear with me through this ad for Kiva. You'll want to hear the very, very end of this episode. Our Kiva team is slowly growing. Kiva, as you know, is a nonprofit that lets you lend capital to a small business where capital is hard to find, like in Texas, where my grandpa lives. I'm looking at Kiva's website right now, kiva.org, K-I-V-A dot O-R-G, and lo and behold, Elsie in Texas needs money for permits and inventory for her restaurant, Hato, Texas. That's just a short drive from my grandpa, two and a half hours. Maybe we'll go together sometime to visit her restaurant, Elsie's Egg Rolls, just outside Austin. It says here on Kiva that she immigrated from the Philippines when she married an American and is looking to grow her business. She has just 25 days left to reach her goal of $7,000, so let's make that happen together. I'm clicking. You can join our, our team, the Observer Effect team, on kiva.org. I'll put a link to that on our website and also a link to the page that tells Elsie's story. Let's end with this. My grandpa loves repeating a blessing from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26, and I love him for it. It's the oldest surviving biblical text that has been found, inscribed on silver amulets at Ketef Hinnom, likely from the 7th century BC. A safeguard for protection, sometimes called the priestly blessing, it has many rich traditions, one being to say it, with raised hands, before a long journey. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.